0: It's Death Piles and Taxes time, episode number 55, give or take a few, some bonus episodes. Right around in there,
1: if you round up.
0: So, is it a leap year? Uh, it will
1: be a leap year. So, you know, you gotta count for that in there somewhere. I'm still uh,
0: Derek Everett. Dr. D-Roy Everett. And uh, you're still Adam Beasley? I guess that's what they call me these days. So the kids call you a prumpy prompt. The kids nowadays call me the tax man.
1: And uh this is your podcast for uh eBay. Making money. Flipping. Reselling. It's paying taxes. Getting in the trenches and paying them taxes. Adam, I brought you a gift, my friend. I
0: know. This I'm, has I'm been a hot, not...
1: hot topic around the uh the text chain of the friends for the last what couple weeks. It's
0: it's all over the place, man.
1: There is a new drink. And if you listen to this show, you know we like our, our dues. Uh this is a <laughs> Mountain Dew Zero Sugar, so not a diet Dew, but a Dew uh, Zero Sugar, which they really should be paying us for as much as we uh, pub, publicist. That, that publicist, wasn't the pop and
0: top, but that was the the twist. The twist.
1: So you can get Adam's reaction from a a Dew Zero. I tried to explain it. I had one earlier, so I was trying to <sighs> categorize how they taste, and it's not bad. It's,
0: it's different. It, it is. Not
1: exactly what you were expecting, you, I'm sure. You
0: kind of surprised me. Like, you go, must have, like, been speeding down the I-15 because you got here quick and early. I was going to do this whole thing. I was going to go get a, an Impossible Whopper and and a regular diet do, oh, a regular yeah, okay. Whopper, and, and just kind of did a little comparison. Well, had I
1: know? I drove a little slower. I didn't know you were feeding me dinner, lunch, and a movie.
0: Well, I think we're going to have to, when we hit the break, we're going to come back in a great mood because we're going to grab a little something, something to eat. Oh, well, there you go. Um, anyway. I'm there, still recovering, man. It's, we, a, it's a zero to 30. You kept me up late, so I need some I know this money. morning when the old alarm went off,
1: I thought, what have I done to myself? Well, we went up to eBay, as anyone that's following us on all the social media would know. Yeah. Adam gave a presentation about taxes to our uh, reseller group.
0: Man, and that $100 bill, that guy, he is on top of it. And let me tell you this, Adam. Why can't you be that entertaining on, on the podcast? You know, it, it's, it's the company I keep, and, and the people at eBay are a lot friendlier than you are. That's true. They, That's... they don't knock me down because they wear pocket protectors. They
1: don't know the real you. They, they don't. You, know you went understand. in there speaking the language, and I tell you, I've went to a lot of these uh, meetup groups, and by far away, Adam was talking for well over an hour, and they kept, just kept going. Finally, he's like, all right, folks
0: i got to go home. I'm going to turn into a pumpkin. we
1: got to wrap this up. Uh, his, his wife couldn't make it to see the site. I'm sure you went home and told her how it was, and she just said, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, it was very well received, and we have a recording of it, so it's going to be a, a bonus episode we'll slip in, if not this week, next week, at some point here soon.
0: I just threw it up on the uh, the LinkedIn. I, I'm finding out that's the places to go. I uh, come in, Adam's on a phone call. He's
1: a busy man. He's got people... Business adventure capitalists and and, uh, the like wanting in on his action.
0: We're trying to hit the D-Roy, you know, the upper echelon. We're we're trying to get on that uh, speed dial of the important people besides, you know, the people I'm already on. But, I mean, D-Roy, that guy, he's got connections. But anyway, so yeah, it's been an eventful week. I don't know. What else is new, Adam, up here? I know you're getting
1: ready for taxes. Uh, Getting
0: ready for taxes, man. It's W-2 time. We've been churning out W-2s like crazy. So So how is
1: W-2 season? Because I've only been on the receiving end. You get it in the mailbox, so they give it to you at the homestead, right? That's true. So
0: from your end, how's that work? So what happens is, is everybody's employed by somebody, so somebody always has to run payroll. Hence the reason I could have a job until the day I die, because the government always wants their money, and usually uh, a guy who, woman, decides to have their own business, they decide to run their own payroll, they're going to screw it up, they're going to get a nasty letter from their partner, the IRS, and then they're going to freak out saying, I should pay somebody to do this the correct way. So that's mostly what we do. We do a lot of payroll for a lot of companies. Um... A lot of them we do once a year, once a quarter, um, every two weeks. So at the end of the year, we have to create all of those W-2s, uh, get them emailed out. We still mail them, but we email them to everyone. And that way we can make sure that we reconcile. You know, say you've got 10 employees and, and Daryl, Daryl, D-Roy is. is Whatever. Whatever you want to call him yeah, here. He's way overpaid, underqualified. He is schlubbing the, the average of the employees. So we have to make sure that everybody, um, all the numbers add up. So that's what we do at the end of the year. So it's just a lot, a lot of work going on right now. Yes, and, and some companies are small, you know, some ones and twos. Some other companies, you know, that we send out. Um, I used to do one company that had like 190 employees, and that sucked. I will never do that again. Like, if we do, the biggest employer that we do has about 25 employees, and I don't like that. Like, once you get over the 10 mark, we usually have another uh, affiliated, uh, you know, one of these bigger firms do it, like Gusto or ADP or something like that. Hey, well, we got our our buddy Jake
1: from down in Oklahoma. Jake from Allstate? Jake, I think it's State Farm's the official.
0: Oh, Allstate Farm.
1: You remember the, uh, there was a college football player Jake Farm? Yes, and then Jake Farm State Farm—that's the we, guy. We already
0: told you, like they are praying for a Pat Mahomes and and uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, Super Bowl, which
1: would be happy happy at the Everett household if that was to happen. My wife, big Green Bay fan.
0: I know uh, that Pat Mahomes—he's going to turn into a pretty good player.
1: And, ball fan. and so uh, my, game my game little game. my little brother Aaron, good personal
0: friends with Andy Reid. That is no exaggeration. It's true. Aaron Everett, our, our uh, tech savvy, the guy who allowed this whole thing to happen because we have this machine, I barely <laughs> he, know how to turn it on. He taught
1: us how to do this, so if you have anyone to
0: blame, it's probably him. I done learned how to make my machine go. Uh, he did. He he spent his uh, religious sabbatical in the Kansas City area and had many of dinners with the Reed family. Apparently he knows them. Um, anyway, our buddy Jake wanted to know a little
1: bit. Uh, he sent in a... Uh, question. And it was yeah. covered last night, so if, if you don't want to get deep in the weeds, uh, Jake, it will be coming up with a bonus episode in more detail. But you want to know more of the tax information. You want to know more of the LLC, some stuff that you went into last night. So why don't you just give a, a quick synopsis? A quick snippet. Since I know it's on top of your mind, of, it is
0: in the top. Of mind. answering, I know you
1: saw the question. And yeah. So you're wondering where this question was. It was on our Facebook group. You should was. join it if you're listening. Death Piles and
0: taxes. Death DMT is what we've heard it referred to now. Um, question is, okay, I'm a reseller, I, I do some things, should I be an LLC, am I a sole proprietor, do I need an EIN, do I become an S corporation, <clears throat> there's so many things that go into it, but to start out, you could be a sole proprietor, which all that means is you use your social security number and your own name, and you put it on your own tax return, you file a 1040 tax return, which everyone has to do that, they have to file the taxes, you have a simple addition, a, an extra supplemental schedule that says eBay paid me this much money because you've got a 1099 showing that you made $21,000. It shows, hey, I had inventory cost of you know $8,000. I sold this much. Uh, <clears throat> I had miles. I had fees. I had bookkeeping. I had accounting service. And bottom line, I made $4,000. That would be a simple sole proprietor. You can be a sole proprietor. With an LLC. Like it says, you can still be a sole proprietor with an LLC. You get an EIN number, which that just replaces your social security number. Because a lot of people in the they don't want to give it out. But we have tons and tons of sole proprietors that are an LLC. <clears throat> I, I said that last night. You should go back and you'll hear it. But LLC, it's this nice, fuzzy, warm thing that people think, you know, it's going to hug you and make you feel better. I like hugs. Warm hugs. Honestly, it doesn't mean doesn't mean anything like it's just this word these things like if you do something extremely stupid and an attorneys good enough they're gonna go get you for anything anyway so it's just a little thing and then yes it gives you an LLC title it technically helps you out a little bit but once a sole proprietor it doesn't really mean anything and um, so that's kind of the long and the short of, of that once you get into the higher dollar volume if your net income now I know we've talked about this Gross revenue is the money you bring in. Net is what it your revenue is minus all of your expenses. If that net revenue is in the thirty to thirty five thousand dollar range and will continue to be going forward, that's at the point you're gonna to want to look into becoming an S corporation. So those are kind of the long and the short, the quicks. We went into it heavy, 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 heavy last night at the <laughs> eBay thing. I see what you did. <laughs> and uh we we hit it uh we hit it hard. So that's the long and the short, it is tax time, get your W-2s, your student loan interest. Um, if you are to the point where you have children who are in college, they need their um, 1098Ts. I strongly encourage this, if you have children who are in college that are under the age of 24, you will want to file their return and your return at the same time, because there's a pretty substantial college credit that they may get, you may get, you want to make sure you go over those numbers jointly. Get your interest statements from your uh, homes you own. Uh, I know you've got several in the Bahamas. Is that right? They're offshore accounts.
1: You don't need to know about or worry about those.
0: Okay. I told everybody last night there is a brand new question that you have to mark yes or no. Did you partake in any virtual currency transactions? Are you flipping Bitcoin? Which read the top of this cap here. I Um, just noticed that. uh, Pepcoin. What the heck is Pepcoin? Apparently Pepsi's getting in on this. (laughs) Those boys are smart, man. Um, so, anyways, a lot of, a lot of things going around tax time. Um, the more informed you are, the better off you're going to be. So that's what we definitely encourage is, is learn a little bit about what you're doing and why you're doing it. Well, I liked last night,
1: and uh, I don't give Adam probably enough praise because that's just not what we do because I need to sound superior at this podcast. So
0: And you are.
1: So, but... Uh,
0: In your mind.
1: Right, and the listeners, I get the thumbs up. They uh, Last night, so Adam gives this... this uh, Lecture, sermon, discussion, talk, presentation, what would you call it? He gave a pre- presentation.
0: Elaborate, um, uh, what would I say, Definite, defining but, moments of the IRS code. But they said, hey, open it up for questions. And
1: and I had some people tell me this afterwards. Is There's a lot of people that will come in with the disclaimer, even if they are an accountant. Hey, I can't answer specific questions. I don't want to be legal or whatever. Adam comes up there, and one of his first lines is, I'm an accountant. I don't hide behind it. If you got a question, I'll answer it. And he had questions about everything, from people that wanted to petition and take over the government, <laughs> to people that wanted to just like not pay a dime in taxes but still uh, finance housing. <laughs> to people that like, how can I just give this all to my kids and make it look like I would have nothing? And he went through individually. <laughs> I might have exaggerated no, a little that's, there, but that's that, close. that is
0: a line on. It that's was a it was
1: a broad broad bunch of questions from people ready to retire to people just starting out like that's teenage kids just working on, man. and he went around the room and he wasn't working yet to get clients um if he gets people that do taxes where that's a bonus for him whatever but he was just going to help people but he gave spot on answers truthful answers to to everyone and it, it was no bs and and that hundred dollar bill didn't come up to me afterwards and say you know we had a guy last year had the information nothing wrong but adam was just personable just spot on better than than what we had before, and uh, he was able to go around the room and just, I mean, it's no it was no BS, he'd answer the question straightforward, he'd say, This is what it is, and people appreciate that. Uh, a lot of times, you get that lawyer talk, and like, Well, technically, this <laughs> that you sit there, you're bored, your eyes are glazed over, and you don't know what you listen to. Uh, really, like, legitimately, I've been to a lot of these meetings, and this was the one where they're like, Adam's like, Okay, we gotta go home, like, they just I, I stayed online,
0: We We did, uh. We did, and well, then afterwards, home. you were still talking to people until they knocked us out. So, I I don't know, that's kind of one of the things that so, I, I've, I've tried to do is over the years, I've done this for you know, literally, you know, this is coming up in my 14th tax season. Um, I try to make it. Not necessarily educational, but I try to take the form, the, the formalities of it and, and actually explain it to you in a way you can understand it. Because it is. It's extremely complex. And I was fully transparent. A lot of the new things that are going I don't know. They just changed it a week and a half ago. Now, that was the nice part
1: where you're just like, I don't know, man. They're just doing this, and that's where you got into, uh, if you have a problem with the tax code, go talk to your legislature or, or this person yeah. or that person. And that's where Pandora's box kind of opened. Oh, but then, but then, man, you just like, you took over and you're like, you uh I don't know. You took a situation and defused it really fast, and moved right. on. And it didn't turn into a big. Most people might have lost control there or right. had a one-on-one situation for thirty minutes. You defused it and moved on, which if, was. If you noticed, I always held the mic. And and you'll hear this on, <laughs> on coming up. You'll you'll hear all this and say, "Boy, Derek, Derek and I, am sure thought a lot oh, of themselves for what
0: it turned out to be." Yes, you know? I don't know. I I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, y- you know. Help me remember, there was, there was, what, four or five people that worked there from eBay that were yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, $100 bill, man, we, we'd love to help get that group a little bigger. I mean, there's, I can't believe how many people are not Well, here's there. the thing, it's a seller meetup group, and, and
1: like I say, everywhere's got one, and I was talking to Bill about this a little bit afterwards, too, As he said, how can I grow this, or how can we make this bigger? Because the more people that show up, obviously, the more support you get from eBay, we're in eBay's official building talking I to know, people who, work for, who eBay. work for eBay that will answer your questions. It, I, it's a gold mine. I don't know why more sellers don't go. I've invited people. Um, they offer, I mean, it's $3, it's, it's nothing.
0: Soda, treats, and eBay. You get eBay. all you can
1: drink soda, which in this state is worth its weight in gold. That's right. You get treats, you get to talk to different sellers. It's like going to a, a, a business class of people that are doing the same thing that you do. They have this, uh, this man, Dennis, who's been selling a few few weeks, yeah. or a few months, I guess. I talked to him uh, briefly, but he bought out an auto parts store, but they had him come up, and they're yeah. sharing that he had his first sales.
0: And didn't you feel informed when the guy got up and talked about the Sitka uh, camo jacket? I did, too. I'm oh. looking over. My wife's sitting. My ooh, wife ooh. will go to this
1: meeting, and she'll do this with us, but she won't listen to the podcast. And, but anyways, I'm looking over that, and We're giving ourselves head nods, like oh, Sidka. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we know that. That's the high brand. We we knew. And my wife's just said. like, you guys are idiots. Like, looking at me, like, what are you even talking about? I'm like, oh, we talked about this on the podcast. Thank, thanks to Mike Painter, and maybe that will be the Husky section at the end of this episode, is where we talk about the camo. The camo. The the, oh, yeah. Oh, so that was a good one. The Sitka, Yeah, we'll throw that one in there, but we felt like knowledgeable. That guy broke down, and that guy broke down. Um, gross profit, gross margin.
0: You know, good gross things to no, know. It's, it's
1: networking, and it's it's uh, just learning more things to sell and, and how to do it. And there's every state, I mean, just go to your meetup. Go find your eBay seller group. But if you're in Utah, you have no excuse. Me and Adam drive
0: from, I mean. It takes us an hour and a half. You you stopped, and we got a good chicken dinner at we the We stopped and ate. Adam
1: said, you could write this off. That's, you're dang right I did. Uh, we go up there, we meet some good people, and we come back. It's once a month. Uh, you owe it to yourself to do this
0: kind of uh, thing. I mean, it, it's again, it's like if you want to learn it, there's places to learn it. And here's the best part people are open and transparent, they will tell you exactly yeah, what they're the, the doing. The guardrail goes, goes down. It's not
1: you're in these online groups and you think that, but people are pretty close to the best and they might not tell you everything on the online group or you might not know. Here, or you here become friends and it's like, yeah, you know, I'm selling my Sitka stuff, or, hey, I found this. I mean, I got some hot leads. Maybe oh, we'll talk yeah. about it a little later. And we got to be friends with $100 Bill, oh, yeah. um, people that run it, the eBay employees. That's right. And I'm just going to throw this out. If you have a meetup group or something and you're looking for people to bring on, call up well, Adam of Accounting. We
0: can get on a phone
1: call. We'll uh, up on the phone. You know, bring, bring in Adam, Skype him in, whatever. I'd schedule it out, but have him come talk to your group about taxes. I
0: will throw this out there. I told you when I went in, you know, they asked about, uh, do you want a PowerPoint presentation? Do you want to listen? <laughs> I have learned over my years, the good old knowledge upstairs, is it, it, it's what you got to have. You got to have that, that memory. You got to have exactly what you want to go over because just like I, I, I told you, I, I might have jinxed it. They get there. They got this really cool TV and there was an issue with it.
1: Yep, and technology was down,
0: but Prumpy was still on. So, so if I would have used, if I would have used the crutch, you know, that the enhancer couldn't have performed as well. Well, that's, I'm just, I'm just saying, if you do have
1: a meetup group and you want to bring in a tech, tax expert,
0: we'll figure it
1: out for you. Uh, get up, get a hold of Adam at Adam Up Accounting. Or...
0: I'll tell you what, I am hoping there's there's twofold to it. We are going to eBay Open. There's no question. We are not missing this year. We're going we'll to be there. We'll be there. Bells well, on. I don't know. I, I'm hoping we'll see what can happen. I'd love to parlay that into maybe uh, speaking down there, that little uh, right. a, a workshop put it out there in the universe. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. I did. I gave him my uh, my two cents about getting Gary V there. I know you're close personal Twitter friend. Yep. Well, no, oh. just you can
1: drop the Twitter. Just friends. Fine. <laughs>
0: just friend. Close personal friend. You do have those uh, unbelievable wrestling thing. I, I believe the term today was greatest. Oh wrestling seller on ebay was that the term that yeah so today? i get a lot of feedback and, and sometimes
1: it's getting bad i'm still battling the guy from feedback last last week we talked about haven't received the item yet, back yet guys want to know when i'm going to credit him and i'm just i'm on ignore mode of like once i get i'll give him his money back close the case get the negative removed but i'm not going to keep feeding into it so every day it's it's getting these nice messages from this gentleman about uh yeah when are you gonna give me my money back hey give me my money back you crook so I get this message from this other guy, and it just made my day because you get a lot of feedbacks, and a lot of them are just generic and this, that, and the other. And we talk about it. I sell a lot of wrestling cards, wrestling-type things. And I had that whole, you know, this is wasting my time, but yet now it's starting to pay off of knowledge. And, and anyways, some guy said, the best uh, best wrestling seller on eBay or something like that. I don't know. So It was something really nice, and it just made my day. So I, mean, I took a screenshot and sent it around a little bit.
0: I'm going to throw it down. I'm going to say, you know what? Uh, S S I underscore collect. Um, I appreciate it. Best wrestling guy on eBay, super satisfied five stars across the board.
1: That's, that was directed to me from SS insider or whatever. So I was appreciative. And uh, a lot of times we don't, we don't toot our own horns. Like I said earlier with Adam, but this was one of those where I'm like, you know what? We work hard. I've got knowledge in a thing. I went, you know, into it where people are just like, there's no money to be made. And I've, I've carved mm-hmm. out a nice little niche, and I've made some pretty good money with it. And to get feedback like that, it just, uh, it was nice, especially after a week with returns and with just crazy stuff going on and, and everything. To, I mean, I, I went over the 3,000 uh, feedback this day. This, so I'm over 3,000 positive feedbacks. I
0: think we're at 30
1: and uh, from what I gathered, once I started going, kind of not full time, but hardcore, whatever you want to call it, I uh, I get about a thousand a year ish. So not everyone that does it um, is going to give you your feedback. No. But for the most part, you know, it's just it's just nice. It's a nice little thing to have there to back up that you you know what you're talking about. But anyways, that was that was really nice. Adam, last week, did you get any talk, any feedback? Is, is Brian still my friend? Um you, know, do you I have, make it back from Disneyland? All right. I felt a
0: little bad once I listened back to that. <laughs> so I put
1: on those U2 songs for him in the break. Uh,
0: I, I just listened to it, actually, you know, and uh, I, I, I misspoke. It, it's not... Wait a minute. It's not Bono. Isn't it Bono? Or is it Bono? It's Bono. Bono. It's Bono. I think I said Bono, not Bono. That's all right. You call
1: it U2. I know. Or U2. I can't say the band... And the website now, without mixing
0: them up because of you. You know, uh, I know. I'm just, I am just, I did listen to it. I, and don't subscribe to it. our YouTube channel on YouTube, <laughs> or something like that. I don't know what it is. I am still, I'm baffled by that great, whatever, that atrocity. I
1: looked into that, too, because I'm like, I can answer my own questions or something. It's called The Claw. So It's
0: well, the only one in North America. Short story long, U2, uh, the band, Bono. Um, they had this really crazy stage that is I don't yeah, know. We've talked about it a few times. But anyways, it's out on the freeway. Like it's right off the freeway here in <laughs> Salt Lake area for the the aquarium. the aquarium. It's a part of the aquarium now. I don't know. So anyways, we just it's one of those weird things. So you got me off track, man. How did it, how was the show
1: received? But did Brian talk to you about anything? I
0: haven't heard from him. since so they still in Disneyland? They're, they're still they're still enjoying their vacation.
1: Alaska, you're not one of those bosses that says, "Hey, you got to be back in three days." Uh,
0: you no, know, they were going to come back. You know, I was like, hey, don't, "Don't come back for Friday. Come back Monday." Like it doesn't nah, matter, that's nice man.
1: We should we're, tell we're, them to source some things for you while they're out there. I
0: believe I told them to do a little source, and his wife thinks it's stupid. Well, <laughs> if you got more
1: money than you need, I guess it might be. But for those of us <laughs> living on the other side of the railroad tracks, we'll take any dime that can be tossed our way. True story. I was, I was getting fuel this morning. You know, I get it at like 6 in the morning. I was at the, uh, I'll say Sam's Club because that's where it was. And somebody had left 15 cents on top of the garbage can. Booyah. I, I, you better bet I harvest that. Who leaves 15 cents just laying around? So I took advantage and uh, and that first hour of work, I thought I made a 15 cent an hour raise for that first hour. So if, and and with eBay, I make more than that. I'm just, that's the kind of guy I am. If you find a
0: penny, you pick it up. Um, I was going to tell you, the, we talked about it last night. At the What's your why? Like, why are you doing this? Why are we, you know, we've been doing it for a little while. We, we haven't broke the bank, but we made a good chunk of change. My wife just transferred it over to our usable account. Oh, there you go. We will be using it to buy baby items for his room.
1: There you go. When you started, you didn't know exactly what was going to go for. For a time, it was going to go to Disneyland. Now, you are furnishing a room for a baby who wasn't even around when you started this. That's true. Isn't here quite yet. we are here in a few months. And it's coming from eBay money, right? right.
0: It's all fun. That's and, awesome. And it's been fun doing it with our kids. Like I said, it's them teaching teaching them some business skills. I, I know after after baby comes, you know, we'll be able to get back and do a little more sourcing, a little more things. It's, it's hard. Let's be... Being pregnant is not fun. Um, Don't tell me about it. I know. My back kills. I, I just... So we're trying to get that figured out. But it's been fun. It's been interesting to do that. and I'm getting some some uh, some feedback. I'm That's try- what I was asking you about. That's where I was going. I'm, I'm trying to... I'm trying to play it cool here. Because, like I said, you never want to... cool hand look over across the desk to you folks. <laughs> it, it, it's always difficult with, with some of our listeners. Because we never want to um, divulge too much information... But we always want to make it uh, interesting and fun, and and uh, you know, and yeah, we we'll try to be informative yet fun to listen to. That's right, and, and we don't like the, too many of these insights. I mean, we got more people outside of the state of Utah than we do. We, we were very,
1: very heavy at the first of it with just inside jokes with us and our friends, and then we've tried to get away from that, but yet include everybody. So
0: yeah, and now we're just getting more and more inside jokes with other listeners. Well, we got
1: more friends, so more friends to make more jokes.
0: Yes. So uh, what's your feedback? You know, people enjoy learning about what to sell on eBay. What I mean by that is, is actually saying, you know, you're right. I, I have a death pile. And it's funny because that's what somebody said last night. You know, they inherited some items from their dad, a, a microscope, some other items. I believe items. the phrase was, my dad was a hoarder. <laughs> I believe that was the phrase. That was the story. You're a hoarder unless you're you're, you're selling? Is that what unless you're
1: saying? Well, no, I think this guy was just, he just had all this new box stuff, and it was, yeah, microscopes, and it was all sorts of this kind of two $300 items, and they yeah. said that they could, they got them for free, so they'd put them up for 150 200 because they didn't care. It was all profit.
0: So I got a question for you, because I had a unique situation yesterday. Um, there's down here in downtown, beautiful Payson, beautiful place, I had a chance, met with a gentleman, he was working on a building. Anyways, I was able to uh, visit this building, and these buildings are old. Like, we're talking 130. Yeah, you don't need to close too much. I know what you're talking about. I don't want to get
1: this guy. You
0: You know, it's an older building, but I walked in, and Homeboy had some stuff. Like, Homeboy had, like, literally a building full of stuff. That I and you know are um, of items that a lot of people have in their death pile. So, what if anything is your appropriate approach to that kind of a situation? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no. And and here's the thing. And,
1: and you were telling me more about the story. and This guy had the dream that, that someday he was going to have a museum.
0: Yes, and he was. I would. I don't know a specific age, but he was in his, his later seventies. And. Uh, you know, I, I'm not for squash and drinks, but I would be shocked if. It well, was.
1: that's the thing where kind of the reality comes in. Okay, um, you're you're a senior citizen at this point. Hopefully, you got another twenty to thirty years. Like I'm backing you for forty, buddy. Yeah. I hope you're the first guy that lives to be you know 120 or whatever. However, okay, you got, and you said this is a huge building. Huge.
0: We're talking full of full of things. Yes. This Stacked isn't act. From the floor to the ceiling. Even if this isn't
1: all going to be in your museum, like, you need to clear it out so you oh, yeah. can have your museum.
0: Yeah, there's no way you could have a museum
1: you You know that your kids or grandkids at this point don't want this stuff. Um, hey, I know this is really cool. This is some great things here. One, what do you plan to do with it? Or if you get to the point where you can't handle it, who's going to take over for you? and um just throwing this out here but i'd be interested in some of the stuff i sell you know i'd be upfront with somebody like that like hey i put something on on the internet uh, i think there's some value here would you be interested in, in selling or doing some sort of a commission deal to where i can help you clear out some of the stuff i'm um, not just going to come in here and highway rob you if there's something you don't want to get rid of that's cool but let's go through some things maybe you can sell me a couple boxes see how it goes uh we talked about helping people learn to sell and list, and not saying that somebody in their late seventies or eighties can't do that, but they probably don't want to. True. So if you can say, "Hey, man, I'll give you a, you know 20, 40 bucks for this box," or I'll come back and give you fifty percent of the profits of what it sells for, and they're thinking, "Okay, the internet, whatever," and you come back in a week with a couple hundred bucks, all of a sudden that mindset goes to, "Oh, I can spend money." Yes. Or I can get. You know, yeah, everybody likes money, you know. So. Uh, something like that. You don't want to offend them or you don't want to bust the dream, but maybe make it a little more realistic of, hey, you got something I can use. Your kids and grandkids don't want to clean this up. They're going to sell the building and everything in it the second that you're gone and try to make a couple hundred thousand. That's what they're going to do. Yes. Or else they had been in here trying to make it, you know, you, you don't want to throw the kids or bury them, but kind of let them know, hey, they're not doing it. There was a car hanging from the ceiling. You were saying some of the stuff that was there. And, obviously, you're not going to be able to go in and buy this classic vintage car off of him for cash, probably. And, and he probably isn't going to sell
0: that. It, it was the body frame only, but it was there's a car hanging from the city.
1: But maybe some of the other stuff where you're like, hey, this is really cool. Do you mind? You know, something like that. Just, he had a lot of smalls. You get in the door a little bit. Yeah. You get the, the foot in the door. You get in there. Then, I mean, money talks.
0: I, the, here's the thing. is is Your mindset, like, it just... It just switched, like that on-off switch where, you know, a couple years ago I'd be walking through, like, man, this is just a junk hole, and what are you going to do with all this to now, like, there's 30 bucks. I can bet you that goes for a handy. I wonder if I can look up my phone without him looking at me.
1: Hey, what are you looking <laughs> on, on your phone? Well, even, uh, it's a $100 bill. He's getting to be a part of the show here. I know. I was talking to him last night, and he went, and some lady wanted to come out and look at her book collection. Yeah. And so he goes out there, and, I mean, there's nothing rare, nothing that valuable, but he sees a bunch of these... uh model cars oh that's yeah and it was kind of the same thing of like hey these books aren't worth anything but these cars are and he made some sort of a deal with her and i believe he said that if he made more money than what they agreed on he was going to run her out extra money and say i'm not going to rob you i don't want to shortchange you or anything but you know there's always opportunities and people i mean this guy honestly in the back of his head he knows it, it just ain't happening at this point, I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, there's a reason he let you in there and showed you around because he's cool. He, he, he thinks this is a cool thing and, and he's proud of what he's collected and stuff, but it's to the point of who's going to clean this up and, you know, if you're going to do the museum, what pieces are you going to keep? Because not all of this is going to make it.
0: No, it's just not. You know, I, I don't know. That's, that was something that I thought about. So that's, again, as we kind of get into. There are. Like, when we say this at the end and we give our little spiel, like, we call it, I don't know, it's very, um, I don't know, what do you call it? Uh, nuts. Uh, I don't know. What, what word am I thinking for? Cliché. Yeah, very cliché. Oh, there you go. Death files and taxes. That was a little, a little
1: hook, a little yeah. catchphrase, yeah.
0: It's, it's true. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's we're not joking. Like, guess what? By April 15th, you got to file your taxes. Doesn't matter. Um, there are ginormous death piles and a lot of these things are coming to fruition now it's definitely changing i mean people talk about being minimalists, and you know this this different generational things like my grandma grew up in the depression and like they took tinfoil and rewrapped it up (laughs) they got stuff yeah and and the reality is yes a lot of it is not a lot of monetary value Um, Obviously, you know, you want to do something right with it in the best way, but there are a lot of things in there that have, A, sentimental value, but also have value that, you know, what Grandma might not have had a lot of money to give you, but Grandma had her stuff and said, you know what? In uh, memory of Grandma, we're gonna do all this. We're gonna pull it together, and we're gonna have one heck of a shindig in a year after she's she's passed on, and remember Grandma.
1: And and there might be there there is trash in the world. There are some things that are not trash. So when you go through death piles and you go to the stores and stuff, you gotta dig for the treasure. I mean, if you ever watched the pirate movies and stuff, the treasure X marks a spot, but you gotta dig for it, right? So you might be in the right location. And there might be, you know, a $100 bill sitting underneath a bush or something. You
2: but there's there's
1: other people looking for the treasure, and they might be in the same area. you got to do a little digging. you got to get your hands a little dirty sometimes. It's not just always on the top at the yard sale, first yeah. thing there. You might have to say, hey, I see you got some old 8-tracks tapes here for sale. They're not really worth nothing or whatever, you know. But you're like, you have any old vinyl records that you might be selling?
2: Yeah. You, or, you hey, ask-
1: I see you have some uh, Super Nintendo games. you got any original Nintendo, like... You gotta kinda make that network, and you gotta kinda get you gotta as our friend Chris Jericho would say, break the wall
0: down. Oh. And,
1: and do a little digging. You gotta find the treasure. I mean, you might be sitting every time I go into a, a thrift store, which isn't as often as people would think listen to the show because I'm just listening. Like we're just we're just going, I got plenty of stuff. Sometimes it's just fun to go do.
0: I think what happens is is you get more in that, that- not hibernatal mood, but the, the sun goes down a little earlier. Yeah. You kind of get, get that winter. Get in that. It's sunny. cold. You want to get in. You want to list. And come summertime to see you, you fill the wagon. You yeah, got fill that it's, wagon. It's fun to stay out till nine, nine. Oh yeah, there's yard sales.
1: It's yeah. warm. There's you know estate sales. There's you, thrift stores, new stuff. People are spring cleaning. You get up um, early on
0: Saturday morning with your hundred, with your bills in your pocket, and you're happy to
1: go. But what I always do, and I'll tell my wife this, I'll say, hey, in this thrift store here. There's a $1,000 hiding here. We just got to find it.
0: Absolutely.
1: And I'm probably underestimating what's there, and that's the case for pretty much every little uh, thrift store across the, the, the nation, I'd say. We got so much stuff, and people are always, well, the goodwill prices are up, or, or this or that, or they're trying to gouge resellers or something. It's a game. It, it's, it is. They found some brands that they can upsell, but there's always something that's going to fall through the cracks and be missed, and you just got to be diligent, and you got to
0: find it. You just gotta you, you got to search for it, but...
1: But things like that, I mean, some people you got to luck into. Uh, I mean, some of that you just got to luck into the right person and find them. But every town has a few people that just have, yeah, buildings full of, of things, junkers or whatever they want to call them. And, and building that relationship and getting in there. I mean, who knows, right? Maybe you were grandkids and you were friends with them, going to the school, and you know it's their grandpa. Maybe you just ran into them when they're going up and down the street. Who knows?
0: We're trying to give you the map so you can find the treasure. But when people are, yeah, people are
1: saying there's there's nothing here. Or I don't know. There there is. You just got to be willing to do it. Like wrestling it's, it's cards. Easy. Like I, I'm the wrestling card expert. I watched wrestling growing up. I didn't buy my first pack of cards for wrestling cards until like. I mean, it was less than a year ago or something. To yeah. Listen to podcasts, podcast, but now I'm the best on eBay, according to people. So
0: I didn't want to get in. We'll, we'll get into it later, and we got to get it. Get it. We got several shows. We got to crank here with with our special guest. But man, we we went and visited Phil again over oh, there. Did, yeah. Phil, over there at uh, his card shop in Spanish. Florida. Every time I go
1: in there, he, he tells me I yeah, was just here. I go in about once a week yeah. and uh, blow away too much money, but it's fun. It's, it's investments.
0: I, they've been selling, so I see you're, you're investing. So, hey man, we've already burned through almost. Oh, oh hold on! What Phil?
1: You, you went oh, saw Phil? I'm,
0: I'm getting hungry. Think, we'll get to the commercial. It's okay. I'm getting hungry. Phil's a stud, man. We went in there. I, I my kids each had an allotted five dollars to go in and, and buy some cards, uh, and and of course, like both, they're like, man, I really like these. I'm going to use some of my my other money to do it. I'm like, okay, great. You know, that's your money. You can do what you want, but. Phil hooks them up, man. Like he makes sure that they're in there. Um, you know, obviously a lot of cards they're buying have you know very small value, but it's getting them to understand how it goes. Which my my son loved the cards. He loved the PSA magazine. And again, it's just learning like brands, understanding. Well, this is this you know tops. You know Panini. Don Russ, whatever they are, understanding years, how rookie cards work, which cards nowadays, they're totally different than ours. Oh, yeah, it's a whole new It's Like, new y- you you bought a card so you could know exactly where Bart Oates went to college, what round he <laughs> was drafted, in, how many seasons he played. You know, that's exactly what you bought a card for. Like, it was always where did Dan Marino go to college? University of Pittsburgh. Duh, everybody knows that.
1: Pre internet you know,
0: what year was he drafted? 1984. You know, 19-whatever. He was the seventh, you know, quarterback drafted. That's what it was. And now, like, they don't even say that stuff. It's free internet. Now they can just Google it. I I understand. And that makes sense because, you know, before, like, you could never, like, look up what, you know, Joe Montana stats from Notre Dame. Like, you couldn't look up what They have to be
1: a little shinier, a little more collectible, a little more this or that, because we just had the same. It was the same. You had one rookie card, now there's. 20 different versions, and some yeah. are see through, and some have, you know, holograms oh, that yeah. connect you to the moon and all
0: this kind of stuff. So, so that, that part was interesting of my son through the hologram. I'm telling you, they, they, still, they still wow. My daughter got a hologram Toy Story card. I guess Ooh. there's a, there's four of them in all the story packs. She got it, and this is over the Christmas break. We're watching Toy Story 2. We had a little, little story, Toy Story a thon, and we were watching it. Dad, stop the show. And I'm like, oh, great. What, what do we need now? Because, like, I like to get into it. I don't like to be interrupted. Just watch it. Just
1: just watch. No. You think I'm paying this money for Disney Plus for your enjoyment? Uh, uh, or my? Uh,
0: oh, just watch it. That's right. So, <laughs> she said, rewind it. We rewound it. And she's like, stop. She pulls up her hologram card. Boom. It was exact scene oh, of the, the hologram smart, card. Smart, So, I was like, bingo. They know what they're doing. So All right, Adam's hungry, folks. We're going to take a break. Well, this is going to be the greatest second half of Death Piles and Taxes ever. That's that's putting a lot,
1: <clears throat> a lot of pressure on a guy like me. See that? You're,
0: you're you're choking up because you still enjoyed the break, right?
1: Man, so for the break, Adam pulled out the old uh, impossible whopper versus real whopper. I don't know if you want to get into it, but that's what happened. It was great.
0: I've wanted to try one the whole time. Uh, the Dan Patrick Show, listen to it, Sports Talk Radio. They were talking about it this morning, and they were trying to steal my idea. I've had this idea since the Impossible Whopper came out. They also talked about Mountain Dew. I'm like, these guys are stealing my gig. They must be listening to the podcast. <laughs> they must be circling
1: around the studio in the park, Park, I'm trying to see what's going
0: on. They're trying to figure out, hey, how can we get content like those guys on Death Piles and Taxes? So what's
1: your, uh, what's your takeaway?
0: I'm a very satisfied man right now.
1: That's the thing everyone's like, well, it's not healthy for you, or it's made out of dog kibble or whatever. Like, fast food's good for you to begin with. Like, people just get so upset about things that they just, they just lose it. And uh, that's why these old people on, on Facebook, the OK Boomers and the, the Millennials and everyone, we just need to all mess together and get along. And if Adam wants to have an impossible Whopper and you want to have a traditional Whopper, or vice versa, who cares?
0: I think I used that phrase a couple times last night. Well, what, what phrase? Who, who cares? Yeah, It, it doesn't matter, like. Something's matter. If your
1: life is to the point that you can complain about what Burger King decides to serve to its customers when it's had a variety of sandwiches throughout the years, and this one is called an Impossible Whopper because it pretends to be a, a meat patty but isn't, and that just puts you over the edge like start selling stuff on the internet because you got some free time
0: you do got some free time um man that was that was a good break i'm glad we did that i've I've never had an impossible whopper never had a mountain dew zero and here we go man hey we're crossing off the bucket list then earlier adam gave me
1: this uh protein bar (laughs) so we have protein bars whoppers and then (laughs) then, uh, mountain dews so we're all amped up but it was i look at him and i say who's robert irvine and he thought you thought I just slapped his grandma in front of him and said, who's this old hag sitting around here? He says, you don't know who Robert Irvine is? Yeah. I said, no. He's a chef. Okay, no, I don't know. Then he pulls it up and, and uh, gives me some of his credentials. And Adam is a Food Network man.
0: I enjoyed me some Food Network. I have
1: seen him. Now when I saw the picture, I do recognize him. And it was a great uh, protein bar, so.
0: At some point, I'll talk about my uh, my experience at the Guy Fieri restaurant. This guy, he's all over the place. Right, we do what we can with those Food Network people.
1: Hey, Adam, last night to do dove back in. There was a man talking about paying sales tax in Pennsylvania, but yet he lives in Utah. And uh, the more I thought about that last night, I think this is going to be more of a problem for people. Can you just? Kind of summarize, I know it'll be on the thing, but you went and talked to him afterwards, which won't be on the, the podcast. Summarize what was going on and um, kind of what people should be aware of.
0: Well, like we all know, our government is so complex with left and right turns. Like, there is no way to say what way is head up or head down. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface it with that. Um, I, I talked about it last last night. One of my first things that I talked about in, in college, because I saw this writing on the wall forever ago, okay, in 2006, seven-ish, back when I think I was still working on my, my sophomore, junior, who knows? I, I, it took me forever. I might as well be doctor. Let's call you that, Dr. Adam. Long, as long as it took me to graduate college. Uh, I dabbled in things, but I was passionate about sales tax. I was passionate about online retailers versus brick and mortars. Why, I'm a weird guy. Don't ask why.
1: Like, you don't ask why things sell, why you sell it. Don't ask why Adam's into sales tax. But somebody's got to be.
0: I wanted to be the San Diego Padres payroll manager at the age of 10. <laughs> Some people have different dreams. Some wires just
1: connect, right? I mean, that's just I mean, that's just how it is.
0: Some people grew up lo- loving wrestling and selling cards back to Hulk Hogan. That all got, happens sometimes. We, we all got our things, so... Um, so I, I wrote this this article about talking about sales tax. It, it, it's becoming such a complexity thing. And this was this was like 13, 14 years ago now. And that's what I spoke about is how are we going to figure this problem out? And what I mean by the, the issue, it's changing, it's evolving than what it was five years ago because a lot of people would. And this is why a lot of the big box retail stores are going out of business. They cannot compete with online because – a said user, we'll call him, uh, I don't know, Fleric. Sounds like
1: a very handsome man.
0: Who's, I don't know, he's kind of one of those guys, like, he'll go to the store, try something on, and, and, and take it home, wear the shoes, and then take them back.
1: Well, I, he, he might be handsome, but he's got some questionable morals and ethics.
0: You know, and that's what people do. They'll go to, like, Best Buy, they'll go to Toys R Us, and they'll go test out the toy, because the toy might be you know, uh, $200, and they're going to have to pay $214 because they have to pay 7% in sales tax and dang that city of Orem for taking my money. So I'm going to go to the store, test it out, see if that's what I want, get the right size, <laughs> and then I'm going to go home and, and order it on Amazon and pay $200 with free shipping, and then I don't have to leave anywhere.
1: And a few years ago, that would be
0: tax-free. Exactly. It was. So then... They started getting into the game. Like, they realized, okay, this is what's going to have to do, but there is nothing uniform in federal, state government. Who the heck knows about all these different rules and things that may or may not be breaking. So every state says, this is the wild, wild west. This is what we're going to do. And now it's referred to as nexus. Do you have any idea what that means?
1: I didn't join that one. I had some friends pinching me to join and get into the nexus. I didn't think it was for me. I was on the ground level. And if I sold, you know, some of that Nexus to the next people on the downline, I'd be a top distributor. There was a convention I may or may not have attended. Can't remember. can't be sure.
0: No, I'm not talking about Napster. I'm not talking about Cuban's uh, big thing that was about Napster, about, you know... Music oh, yeah, albums. well, you
1: well, sold music all the time. Yeah. I thought you were talking about one of these MLM things.
0: No. I know you're the, you, you, you know more about them than most people ever should. But Nexus refers to... When you're selling a product that comes out of that place or you have an employee that is out of that particular place. And that's what this gentleman talked about is he sells some stuff on Amazon and it, it gets stored at the warehouse. Which a lot of our people do. A lot of our people do. And apparently where his stuff is stored, some unique uh, gem type of type products, it's stored at this Pennsylvania warehouse. So now what happens is his product now have Nexus. Essentially, he has a store in the state of Pennsylvania. So the
1: state of Pennsylvania says, hey, we want our money. And he's saying, what money? I
0: sell through Amazon. Correct. But because of the location, he had to collect sales tax. And it's really weird because every one of these states, Amazon's starting to get on board. We've talked about it, you know, several times. eBay's now getting on board. What is this sales tax thing? Well, read about it. Like it says, it's your job. It's your business. But that's what was happening is he was having to actually file sales tax, collect sales tax in Pennsylvania and learn how to do it. But again, that brings up the question is, well, I sell all over. I'm going to have to have a, a fleet of accounting knowledge to be able to file sales tax reports in every state.
1: Well, that's the problem. you got 50 states. you got who knows how many counties. you got how many countries. Yeah. And uh, Uncle Sam and whoever wants to start dipping their, their hand in your pocket and... Uh, once that's open, there's there's no shortage of mouths that want to be fed.
0: Pandora's box gets bigger and bigger.
1: So they're trying to figure all that out. Um, if you are selling uh, Amazon FBA, that's where you're sending it into these warehouses. Whatever state your warehouse is in, as we learned last night, you are accountable. So basically that turns into your warehouse as far as the government sees it. Correct. So you might want to be aware of where Amazon's having you ship things. Or if you can control where they're having you ship, either do it your state or some state without sales tax or that you understand the tax code at least and try to keep that as uh, unmessy as possible. But a lot of the times you just have to do what they tell you.
0: And here's the reality of what we're seeing on this episode right here. It could be different tomorrow. It could be non-applicable to yours because we know we've got uh, an Amazon um, big warehouse down in Las Vegas. You know, I don't think it matters there because it's in Vegas and they don't have any sales tax.
1: So if you send it to Vegas, that's great.
0: But yeah. if you send it to Pennsylvania, that's, maybe maybe not. Same thing as I've, I've had some other businesses that we've dealt with that they do a, perform a lot of work online, like we refer to it, the gig economy. If you're going to pay an employee, even if they are located in, for example, Texas, and yes, Texas doesn't have income tax, but they have big sales tax. And if you're sourcing and, and listing for me in Texas, now if I'm, Selling items from Texas, now I've got to collect sales tax. Even though I'm not in Texas, I have somebody working for me in Texas, so now bring on the complications of taxes. That's the
1: crazy thing, because I I think as a seller, and especially when this is first starting, obviously I didn't want it to come because I can buy stuff online and I can sell things online without taxes. So that was my first thing is... Let's just keep this not happen.
0: Are you saying that you may or may not have gone to a store, tried something on, used it, took it back, and then bought the same item on the internet?
1: I didn't, but I've seen people in stores, like, on Amazon, looking up things, of pricing, and then just, you yes. know, it's just cheaper. I, like, that's how it
0: was. That's exactly how it is. And, unfortunately, that's why these places are going out of business. And
1: it's one of those, you know, compete. It gets all messy, but... Um, I just am baffled because I could see if I had to pay sales tax to the state that I live in. So like, okay, I understand I'm in Utah. I sold it even though it's going to Nebraska. I'm paying Utah sales tax. It boggled my brain when I am paying sales tax to a state I have never even been to because I'm selling an item to that state even though it's coming from this state. And you start doing these spider webs and it just gets messy. So that's why um, we always say uh, not only know your stuff, but have an accountant, uh, whether that's... Adam or somebody else, it's just a lot easier to get a good accountant.
0: And if anybody, like, has a question about it, like, I'll be happy to attempt to answer it, but sales tax issues, they are not my specialty.
1: Although he loves it.
0: Uh, I-, I love to learn about it. There's the company that, uh, you know, I've dealt with in the past. Like, that's all they do. Like, they file sales tax in every single state.
1: So you can point people to the right direction.
0: So Absolutely. I- I've got an interesting story about that. Can I, I-, I love them? interesting stories. Um, have a uh, uh, opportunity, a job that I helped out with a guy when I began. You know, we're talking 14 years ago, and that's kind of what led me into this uh, quandary of sales tax questions.
1: This is what piqued the interest. This is the the top of the
0: pyramid. He was selling scrapbooking supplies. Okay, great. That's a wonderful market. Anyways, he was doing that, and this is like said, this is a long time ago. He thought it was a great idea. To get sales tax numbers for all these places. And it's a pretty big deal. Like you gotta fill out some paperwork and you don't want to screw it up. But what he did is he did this, and we're not talking a couple bucks, like each state he probably had liabilities anywhere from five hundred to three thousand. Wow. Times he I think we had thirty-seven different states, which again had counties and everything. And I looked it all up. We were close to about fifty K. And Sales tax that was collected, but he never paid it. Ooh. Ooh, that gets juicy. Ooh, yeah.
1: So, what happened to this 50K that was supposed to be tax money that uh, never got dispersed to the right? Missing, miss, oh, I can't even say multi city. what's that word I'm trying to say here?
0: Uh, I don't know. I know you're baffled, just like that. Yeah, I mean, caught me on. I'm
1: flabbergasted.
0: Let's just say you don't like messing around with with tax agencies because you're going to get lien letters, levy letters. Um, you get to that point, it's just nasty, and it was a lot of work. I mean, I even I did I, I did my best attempt. I, I helped with a couple states, but again, I had to refer them to somebody. I was like, dude, I you don't have the money to a pay me to to learn how to do this, and and be like you're in some serious stuff, man. Like you need to figure this out because
1: here's the cause, question though, Adam. Did you keep him out of prison? True story. No prison time. Hey, there you go. Adam always promises that he will not let you go back to prison. I will not let him go back. So that's, I I mean, you don't, like we always say, you don't mess around with taxes and you don't mess around with Uncle Sam because they'll find
0: you. I, I told that story last night. Like, that is your partner. You have a partner. They can be a silent one, or they can be that awful person that you never want to see at Thanksgiving again.
1: And here's the thing. Like, at some point, you retire, you stop, you're, you're done. The government's just a big uh, cog rolling down. They never stop. Even if they don't catch up to you, they might catch up to your kids, your grandkids. At some point, they're going to figure it out, and they're going to come take what's theirs, right?
0: I've got a letter over there for somebody for 2014 for 26 $26. Like, unless you take care of it, it is going to be an issue, and it's all going to lag over you. let's say we got somebody listening now that's like,
1: all right, I get it. I get your scare techniques. Uh, Adam's probably secret agent for the government out here trying to get people to listen to my false, listen to this, and he's trying to get them to pay. <laughs> I haven't paid taxes in, in years. Like, you know, I'll listen to my boy Clark and stuff, and he'll get people. Yeah, I haven't filed in five, seven years. What, uh, what if you're in that boat?
0: So well, I'll, I'll tell you this. Don't feel ashamed. Don't feel left out like you are not the first person. There is a, plenty of people just like you that say, you know what, let's just pull your head out of the sand, stop ignoring the problem, and let's just face it head on. Like it says, most of the time it is better than what you think it is. Okay? Uh, I'll share our story. I've, I've done several of this. My, my career began um, doing offers and conference. You've heard the commercials. Do you owe more than $10,000 of IRS back debt? Yeah. Send us your first child name, $7,000, and we'll make it all go away. False. That is just a bunch of garbage. There are some people who are very good at what they do, but those radio ads, that is not who you want to contact. And the reason I'm saying that is I've done enough offers and compromises. In my career, I have successfully done 27. And the only one that I missed, uh, the the twenty eighth one, I had all the paperwork done. They thought it was a great idea because their friend had an attorney, and they went to this other place because I saw the receipt. They paid these guys seven grand to do an offer and compromise because they owed about fifty thousand. And after that didn't work. After a year and a half, they came back to me and says, "Hey, can you finish helping us?" And I said, "Pounce in. If you
1: want to send me seven or eight grand." Uh, I'll get you nowhere with the IRS, but I will guarantee that I will get Adam to take your case thereafter. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and they'll be cleared up. So, municipalities. That's what I was trying to say. Well, there you go. Five minutes later.
0: First thing to do is you want to find a reputable accountant. And not saying it's me. I don't do a lot of representation work anymore because it's just not my thing. Like, uh, I had high blood pressure. I yell a lot of people. <laughs> It's just my, my life expectancy has now improved. I still help people do it. But first thing you want to do is find a, a reputable accountant um, who does that, and you want to fill out a power of attorney. Because what happens without a power of attorney, your accountant can now contact the IRS. They can say, exactly. Joe Scumbag has not filed his tax return since 2014. He has outstanding this. This is how much we show he owes. This is how much income this is estimated. And that's the first step. Then after that, we can sit down and you can get a game plan together saying, well, now I have everything, let's file the taxes, let's go from there, let's figure out exactly how much you owe, if it's a dollar amount that you cannot afford, which a lot of times it is, um, let's figure out a payment plan, uh, figure out how we can do this, or let's legitimately do an offer and compromise. That's the difference of what I did, what I've learned to do, is I can tell you right off, once I know what your liability is, once I know Derek Everett owes fifty thousand dollars, allegedly, not anymore because he has a great accountant. Um, <laughs> because he, I wish it. I made
1: enough to have to owe fifty thousand dollars. Well,
0: you did because you got that ten ninety nine in two thousand thirteen. Never paid it Never from it. eBay. That you thought, well, it's eBay money. I don't have to do anything with it. Yeah, fifty thousand. Yeah. And then the problem is, is eBay got it and then they put it on your taxes, saying, "Hey, Mister Scumbag, you didn't claim this income." Even though you, you didn't because you didn't know about it, or you did, but you forgot to put it as a ten ninety nine. Forgot conveniently. Yes. So then, what happened? Who was my accountant
1: in twenty thirteen?
0: It wasn't me. That's when you came from your your was it your brother or your cousin? I think it's always been you. Oh, it's right two thousand three. I can't remember. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It was you had your Trevor Hicks sign, um, <laughs> and, and it, that's a lot. What happens? A correspondence audit. You know, if you forgot income, then what's going to happen is they're going to assume everything is income. They're not going to say you had any expenses, you know, no meals. So then they're going to have that big lump sum. You're going to owe a lot of money and penalties and interest. And, and that's realistically, that's how it all happens.
2: So then well, you get the letters,
0: you ignore it, you not know, put your head in the sand. So that's the first thing is I can look at it and say, all right, A, first thing we have to do is get caught up. And now B, I can see that, you know what? <laughs> Really, I need to go back and figure out... You're really not
1: making any money. I need to go figure out 2003, first year, how I made 50K on eBay and go back to whatever I was doing. Because it significantly <laughs> went down every year thereafter.
0: Well, that's because you spent all your profits.
1: I, spend, I spend, my, uh, spend my nights working hard on the go. But the hands on the clock keep moving too slow. And I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight, Adam.
0: Okay. So, <laughs> continuing the process... Um, I'm able to look at it and say, well, this is how much money you owe. This is how much discretionary income you have. This is the kind of offer that we can do. Unless it's in that ballpark, I don't even, I don't even waste people's time. So I was able to do that for several people and figure it out. And that's essentially, that's the process is, A, stop the bleeding, man. Stop the ignoring, like it, it, it has to come to an end, and then make a game plan. It's not the end of the world. People don't go to jail for tax evasion on those kind of dollar amounts. I mean, in order for that really to happen, like you have to be maliciously, like you have to be lying. Um, forgetting is one thing, but I, I maybe have
1: you won Survivor people. and uh, didn't didn't pay your winnings, or uh, were on tour for an extended period of time singing country and western music and forgetting uh, some details.
0: Maybe you were in some movies, like. The fan, and you're a pretty um, admirable actor, or you're a soccer star, and you've got some. It happens to the best of Questionable us. advice, um, going. It is. It, it should be scary because it's the government. Like you're taking money out of their pocket. You are robbing them. You don't like it. Move to friggin' Panama. <laughs> and the Panama
1: people probably want taxes too.
0: Yeah, but buy a deserted island in Zimbabwe. Something. And hope you get running water.
1: So, I mean, that's the thing, and uh, find a good accountant if you're not going you to go with Adam, which we're not a big infomercial here, but he is no. available, and you've we, heard the commercials. Well, we
0: can at least answer the point in the right uh, way. You
1: can get in the, go to the Google machine and look at reviews, right? I mean, your area, accountant, and reviews. It's not rocket science.
0: It is not, and you can see by reviews, but messing around with taxes is something you don't want to do, but... You, you got something else? I got something. Okay, got, I got something. I'll, I'll lay low. I got another, I got a doozy for you.
1: Okay, we'll get to that. Um, so last week, we are talking about starting up your eBay store, uh, comes through, everyone's kind of happy, uh, kind of how to get things rolling and stuff. I'm feeling pretty good about it, and I, I talked to a person, and this person makes, um, like, knits these little, like, figures, for lack of a better term, like a watermelon smiling, or uh a monkey holding a ranch and just weird, but like, crochets, knits, these, they're like plush things, but some are big, some are small, tacos, and I said, you need to be selling these, you should be selling these, uh, they sell them at work, for a couple bucks here and there, but, but you need to sell these, and they say, well, where would I even sell them at? My husband wants me to s- start selling stuff, my husband wants to go and uh, sell stuff from the internet, and I said, hello, Death Piles and Taxes podcast, like, We tell you how to do it. Like you need need an Etsy store where you sell this stuff. Well, who would even want it? Just just put it up there. Trust me, just put it up there. People, you got to try. And she says, "I listened to your podcast, and this was back in the early days, and I understand how this works. Is you just bring home a bunch of junk and nobody pays you for it, and it accumulates to the death pile." And I said, "Maybe you missed the point, me. Maybe me and Adam had a little too much fun in the early days and took a few too many, you know, liberties and, and laughs." If you list things, things sell. Yes. Your death piles accumulate because you're not listing. Yeah. So you got to put it for sale on the internet. That's the, that's the gap of the bottleneck is you got your stuff and putting it for sale and then it sells. So uh, we have fun with the podcast. I think people are enjoying the podcast. However, I don't want people to be overwhelmed thinking I'm just going to clutter up my house or this eBay thing kind of worked for, for these guys because they find these rare items or they find these little gems or or they know what they're doing or whatever. And if I was to do it, it would just clog up my house with junk. So I kind of felt bad when, when the whole thing was, yeah, I've listened to your podcast and you just uh, junk up your house and nothing sells. You know, was, unless, the, was the takeaway.
0: Unless Granny's got her cart open, nobody knows what's in there. So
1: I just want to say, you know, just just list things and, and give it a try and, and like, home-able things. Open an Etsy store. Like, that way you are your own source. You, you control your inventory. You don't have to go find stuff. You just make it and sell it. That's, I mean.
0: Unless you're listing, you're not selling, which brings me to a point. We had a little uh, December uh, list off. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we discussed it. We, I, I didn't bring it up. Well, it's because I'm sure that you uh, you're going to make me look awful. And, and pitiful, and I'm going to just feel bad about myself.
1: Well, because the payoff was after December, we were going to go to this bowl game on New Year's somewhere, and the dinner was to be bought, and the squadron that we wanted to go uh, support it, the bowl game, didn't make it far enough for us to go travel during this time to have the dinner. So I just figured at one point I gave you a little hard time about it, and you're like, I've been listing some some jeans. We kind of had a little talk about that. And I just was, yeah, we were just on the wayside a little bit.
0: I just want to let you know that I purchased the Impossible Whopper for you tonight, and that was because I know you listed more. That's a payoff.
1: I'll <laughs> take it. Uh,
0: you can't. You can't sell unless you list. We're still listing. We're still selling. Not the volumes that we should be. You know, I said I've got some other things involved in life. I'm learning some other website things, but we are still listing. We are still selling. Unless you are listing stuff, you will not sell. Yeah. Um, do you remember yesterday? The, the guy talked about the goal. I do. You you said the word, the special word bottleneck. <laughs> Told you, man. I I got it sitting on the shelf right there. There's the book, The Goal. The Goal,
1: the twentieth anniversary edition, even. I, uh-huh.
0: The one thing I remember. Do you want to know what, just a small little snip Because I think you might uh, you might understand the concept.
1: Break it down for me.
0: Not not saying anything, but I'm saying something. i they talk about... I'm
1: uh, uh, not saying you're slow or stupid, because I don't think you'll pick it up, but I'm saying you're slow or stupid, but even you, even somebody on your brain level, somebody who hasn't been through business college, who hasn't had a doctorate in uh, in numerology, who hasn't done all these things, even you might understand the concept here. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> oh, God. That's what I got. Moral of the story, it talks about a bunch of kids hiking, and there's a slow, fat kid at the end that's holding up.
1: Even the slow, fat kid might understand. You might have been on a hike before and been the slow, fat kid, possibly in your life. You might relate. Just just maybe not.
0: <laughs> so uh, that's the whole. Unless you've got, like, when you get a bottleneck, unless you're listing, you're not going to sell. That's your bottleneck uh, That, that's... Literally, the book, The Gold talks about a group of scouts going for a hike. And you can only go as fast as all the kids go. And there's this little fat kid, they tie them all with ropes to try and make them go faster. And uh, it just... So I've done some uh, scouting in
1: my day. And uh, I, don't get, I don't even know if I've told this story before. But I was once the scout, the scout leader, and we went for a hike. And there might have been a slow, fat kid where I'm like, come on, man. Come on. Look at me. you got to be faster than me. You're like 12 years old. Come on, kid. And, uh, yeah, I, I can relate. We didn't tie him up with a rope. I'm like, you got to get going because I can't keep stopping and going again. I need to just keep going because that, that's, that's how
0: it is. That was your bottleneck, and that's the same thing. You're, you're not going to reach your goal of making enough money to furnishes your new child's bedroom unless you're selling, unless you're, you can't sell, unless you're listing. Yeah. So it's a sick. It's a it's a vicious cycle. And the more you list, the more you sell, as
1: we've all been told and heard numerous times. So it's true. I'm
0: fat because I eat, and I eat because I'm fat. It's weird. Is it's there no humanity? I, I don't know.
1: Wow. Yeah, and we just got deep philosophical. And if you want to buy the goal, it's probably you can buy it on eBay. I'm sure. <laughs>
0: I'm sure you
1: could. I yeah. wanted to read the story to see how they made it, because I'm sure they didn't say it. there's a slow fat kid.
0: Oh, no, that's what it says. Okay,
1: well, I'm not going to read it, so I'll take your word for
0: it. Yeah, I, I think the kid's name might even been Roy. Oh, i see.
1: Wait a minute. <laughs> that guy looks familiar on the cover. All
0: right, how many of those has he sold? Uh, no. I- 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 Yaya I- Goldarat did not live in Nephi.
1: Uh, not by that name. <laughs> Does it say that these uh, stories are not particularly, like, the Unsolved Mysteries, like, based on true events or whatever? Oh. Any uh, name recognition, you know, is clearly... Is okay, I have to edit that out. It's, <laughs> it's, it's uh, coincidental, is what I wanted to say. It's only coincidental, so I'll have to edit in back there. Wow, that, even for us, that got off there, Adam. Oh,
0: boy. Well, I, I just... Yeah, that, y- you just like you're saying like, don't fill your house unless you're selling. You are a hoarder. You you you, you got to list. You got to sell. Which if There's you want to be a hoarder, that's fine. Like if that's what you want
1: to do. Yeah, but your kids are going to get your death pile. But if you want to be listing and selling things on eBay, if you're not, yeah, if you're not listing, you're you're hoarding, and that probably isn't your goal if you're listening to this podcast. So
0: nobody wants to be that person. Like it's just sell that stuff, man. Like go do something fun. Like. What are you going to do with 27, uh, I don't know, little car model airplanes that you're never going to sell those suckers, keep five of them, and go to the museum in in Pensacola, Florida, and sit in one of those planes, man. Or or even the thing that
1: that kills me, and I know know, sports cards and stuff like that, is somebody will be like, this card is worth $20,000, and I I know there's collectors and people that keep them and want to sell them down the future and their investments or whatever, but Really, I mean, a card that's worth $20 or a couple hundred dollars, is it really or is it not? Like, why do I need that? I'll just sell it and take the money because it's not – is it really worth that? Or is that just perceived value? I can all take tomorrow. It's a whole – so you have a a house full of things and you're like, yes, but this blender is worth $300. Is it if it's sitting here it's, in your junk pile, never to be used? Is it really worth three hundred dollars, or do you put it on eBay and then you actually have the three hundred dollars and in your bank account? The three hundred dollars is definitely worth three hundred
0: dollars. Yeah, it's it's all perceived value, but have fun with like that's. It, while we were at the, at the um, <clears throat> meeting last night, <clears throat> you know what the best part was when I'm up there talking and somebody hears the. Cha ching <laughs> Like right in the middle of the thing and everybody's getting excited and I says, you know what, that's the moment we all live for now. If it's eleven thirty at night and I hear cha ching, just makes my night.
1: Oh yeah, it puts it's a smile on your face know. and that's even with that at that meeting and why people should go and I'm sure they do another if you sell something, you leave your phone on and they give you like a Starbucks gift card and things there, so it's
0: Lovely. It's it's awesome. Did
1: you have something else you were saying, or is that the goal you were pulling
0: out? you know we get, we get derailed. All of these stories are related to uh, to our life, to our experience. We all hope that they uh, benefit you. I've got a, a very much related one that, that deals with taxes. And I didn't want to derail it, but I, I wanted to know. Can I share that story with you?
1: Be my guest. Uh-oh, he's reaching for the back pocket, folks.
0: I, I want to bring it out, okay? I got a friend. I know it's hard to believe, but.
1: Is I this going to be like making fun of me again? Because I can only take so much. No, it has
0: nothing to do with you. Okay, okay.
1: all right. I'll, I'll
0: leave. Leave uh, your uh, ego at the door. It has uh, nothing to not, do with
1: you. Oh, really. it's, I mean, the fat kid's hiking. I don't.
0: So, my, he was hefty. He, well, he is hefty now. He wasn't at the time. So my friend that I grew up with, and uh, I'll leave his name um, out of the story just to keep his, uh, you know. Lawsuits from uh, happening.
1: If you listen to the prompt grown-up episode, might be in there, might not. It,
0: it, it was. I was <laughs> trying to give you stay out. No, no escape. Anyways, said friend worked in the construction business, and this is back in the, in the uh, the early two thousands. Back when the economy was going good, you know, this is before the bust in two thousand and eight. And he was he was going wild, man. It went from you know him and a couple guys to him and fifteen guys to him and fifty guys. Like he was running some crews. They were doing some big jobs in Vegas and. Uh, Anyways, in a relationship with with a partner, they had a, a, a partnership together. He ran the guys; the other guy ran the finances. If you're in a business relationship, you are a freaking moron if you don't look at the bank statements with your business partner. You will get robbed blind. That's just that's my disclaimer. Like, figure it out, okay? He didn't do that, <laughs> a friend. This. No exaggeration. Got a little too excited. Took some money and may or may not have snorted it away. Um, you know, did some things with it and kind of create a rift in the relationship. I could ruin a lot of friendships. And uh, as it kind of got further, you know, there was some money drying up and paying fifty guys every week is very expensive. You know, we're talking in the you know hundred thousands of dollars every single week going in and out of your account. Um, Again, his partner, who was taking care of the finances, thought it was a great idea to... We talked about that, that that weird thing. It's called Social Security and Medicare. Yes. It comes out of your check every week. Well, the reason it comes out of your check, like, your employer holds it, and they're supposed to send it in every two weeks. This guy thought it was a good idea that, hey, I'm trying to float the books, and that $20,000 I'm supposed to send to the IRS, I ain't going to send it in. So needless to say, their relationship dissolved. He got out of the business, except he's a moron. He forgot to sign some paperwork to say he exited said business. So the guy was still running those liabilities, and he never paid them. To the tune after this happened, there was a couple quarters, about uh, six quarters that were involved. Uh, he had a pretty stiff bill of about 475 thousand dollars that he owed so that's a lot of money needless that that's go to prison kind of money <laughs> that's going back to
1: the previous story of yeah
0: they'll uh
1: they'll throw you away for that
0: yes yeah, so luckily like i said and that was when i that's my my uh that's my MacGyver story you know the tax MacGyver that's
1: story that's my
0: tax MacGyver story by the time we got everything done and and you kind of evaluated, we got the penalties and interest. It ended up being like 530,000. So we're talking over half a million. I was able to get the information. I met with the revenue officer. I I met with everything. I had all the information showing, well, this is what payroll really was. This is what his resources were. This was his involvement in the business. This is where this guy now lives in Yuma, Arizona, you know, I had the disclosure. I had everything. So and he signed off. So when we were actually able to do everything, he had to go back and, and redo his taxes because he didn't have the liability. He actually lost money, which was true. I mean, that's why they went out of business. We ended up fixing his taxes, and he ended up getting back $12,000.
1: So you went from half
0: a million down
1: to 12000
0: up. And he
1: bought a motorcycle with it. <laughs> Smart man. I can tell he really learned his
0: lesson. <laughs> so needless to say, this friend, and I'm going to tell him about this podcast because he'll vouch for every single story. He, he literally owes me his life. Like, he's told me that. So whenever I need something, he did some work here on the building when, when I opened. He's been to my house and helped do some construction work. So you
1: got to go to that uh, You say, hey, remember that one time? Oh, yeah. We're about, you know, not quite the half a million out yet? Oh, can you yeah. can you come over and hang some lights or something? Oh, yeah. th-
0: this guy he he'll do it in a in a minute. Is, is he, he still, still down in Arizona? Arizona? The well the the ex business partner who knows? Like he's probably I think he died of a cocaine overdose or something. Imagine that. So, but my friend, no, he, he still lives in the Salt Lake area. I, you might have even met him. well right? we're not starting out. We'll talk off the air. We will talk off the air. But, but. that is my my holy grail of yeah, that's, it's always like, good to and have compromises because the reality like. He did some very stupid things, but he didn't do anything malicious. He was not withholding the money. Yes, it was his fault because he buried his head in the sand and he trusted somebody else. But we were able to go back, fix it, and and that's just what happens. Like, people get too anxious because it's the IRS or it's this or that or we get scared. and Just just bring it head on, man. Sometimes you just got to get that elephant in the room and just take care of
1: it. Just take care of it and... Like like I'm saying, I mean, you know that there's all sorts of things that go into it. But if you have a business partner or, or you're dealing with money, just looking at it the other way and pretending like it's not happening, or somebody else is going to take care of it for you, never probably ends up in a good spot. I, I maybe occasionally you have a real honest person that um, you've known your whole life that doesn't run out on you. But there's stories upon stories of, of this happening. So especially if you're in a partnership or something, make sure that you keep an eye. Maybe you don't understand all the finances, but they don't know that. So if you say, give me the breakdown, show me what's going on. And even if it's all over your head and you don't know what they're saying, you're looking at the spreadsheet and stuff and they're, you know, they're probably not cooking the books if you you act like you're involved and know what's going on. Yeah, so. Or if they are, they're going to get out of it pretty fast because they they know that you're on to
0: (laughs) them. Exactly. So that's kind of your tax MacGyver story. Oh,
1: that's awesome, Adam. Well, I got just a short derailed story this week. I, right. I don't know how long we've been going, if it's derail time or not. It,
0: it is derail time. And
1: I am going to throw on the uh, the Husky section at the end with uh, the, the camo conversation. So, so everyone just hang tight where you're at.
0: All
1: right. Uh, the other day, I'm at work, and a lot of my stories do come from work because I spend a lot of time there. And there's this new uh, Disney Plus application. I don't know if you've heard about it. I know we talked about it a little earlier. I've heard of it. So... Um, I'm doing my work, and there's a group of people that kind of congregated in one of the aisles, and you go down and put some stuff up on, on some racking with the forklifts and stuff, and, and they're kind of having a good old time, and I see somebody point at me, and they're kind of laughing, and so whenever somebody points or laughs at me, I, you know, I'm still the fat kid on the playground that's like self-conscious, and somebody's making fun of me or something, so I do my job, and I kind of roll up there, and they, they talk to me a little bit or whatever, and they kind of disperse, and one of the guys I work with directly, and I said, what was all that about? And he's like, what? I said, you know, I, I was coming down, and that they were pointing at, just what were you talking about? Like, you know, I'm expecting the Husky Section jokes or the bald guy jokes or who knows what. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Well, they, I said, they pointed down, and he said, you really want to know? I said, yeah, I really want to know. And they said they were talking about Disney Plus and how great Disney Plus was, and they've been watching all these movies and streaming this, that, and the other. And they were asking if he had Disney Plus, and they were having this conversation about that, right? And so I guess they pointed down and said, Does Derek have Disney Plus? To asking uh, the other co worker. <laughs> and he just kind of laughed. And I guess one of the other persons says, Does he look like he has Disney Plus? <laughs> Is that a compliment
0: or not? I'm not sure. So let's answer the question Do you have Disney Plus? Well, no, no, it's a simple yes or no.
1: Yes. However, I'm not paying for Disney Plus. Oh,
0: I don't think you can say that on the air that you're pirating secret videos. I'm not pirating.
1: Somebody else is paying for the subscription and letting me use it as one of their members. Oh,
0: well, I guess that may or may not be okay. Like, but I haven't watched. I
1: haven't used it yet. Well, I, but at the time of this question, I did not.
0: Well, well. We'll get back off the derailment. We're going to wrap her up here. But, I took
1: it to them I was big, tough, and, and, and wouldn't be caught. I'm not that kind of a
0: guy. I watched Mary Poppins with my kids on on uh, New Year's Eve. I won't watch it. They don't have the No-Mobile
1: on it. That's why I didn't get it. Uh, you say that you got every Disney movie ever and you don't have the No-Mobile? Huh. I'm not even going to dig into what else you don't have. Thanks a lot, Walt.
0: Song of the South.
1: I'm not going to say that at all. I'm not touching that with... Uh, 30, 30 and a half foot poles that we said last week.
0: And a half foot pole.
1: There's certain things you just don't touch, Adam. Okay. That's what I, No, I don't pay
0: for Disney. It's points. like you don't touch messing around with the IRS.
1: Hey, it's just yeah. like when Randy asked me if I knew where his daughter was. I didn't know.
0: You, you didn't know. I think you said you
1: left her in the tree hanging.
0: That was a whole. That was
1: a different girl, different date. someday I'll have to tell my dating life stories. That'd be a whole new podcast.
0: I'm telling you, that's the one you ought to start with, Dale. Uh, I'm telling Derek, Daryl, he, he's, he's a talented man. Like, the, the engineering team he's going to have to bring along, uh, you know, the That's ideas. the problem.
1: If I could just uh, pass I mean, off the MP3 to somebody else to do all the you know, the editing and the, the, that work.
0: The sultry sounds, the beautiful voice. I told him he, he needs to start a podcast with our friend Dale, uh, who was a, a firefighter for several years. And they're going to call it, We Didn't Start the Fire. And they're going to share. Well, now somebody's things. just
1: stole your name.
0: Well, it's the it, well, original. I've got it uh, trademarked. I'm sure you do. So, well, buddy, uh, appreciate it. Had a great time. We're going to post a couple things this week. Give us the feedback. We're going to hit some some uh, good tax topics. I, I hope you enjoy it, because I sure did, man. Oh, it had been a great time. It was a great time had by me. I'd say all. Okay, good. I, I had by all. Enjoyed my due Zero. My Impossible Whopper and my uh, three gram of sugar Robert Irvine protein bar.
1: (laughs) Hey, there's only two things in life that are for certain.
0: Uh, I will not let you go back to jail again. Because of taxes. Because of taxes. And? When you get that big stack of stuff and you pass on, like, you're going to have a death pile. So death piles and taxes.
1: comes comes Welcome to y'all don't really Hashtag Huskies section. section Well, once again, residual friend of the program, the gift that keeps on giving Pleasure guest Our, our <laughs> Christmas present that just is always here the for one one us It right won't go away That won't go away Mike Painter's here with us. Mike, me and Adam know nothing when it comes to outdoor products and, and selling things. We're not your your hunter, uh, fisherman, really, okay. per se. Um, a few well, clear back. I guess it's been several months ago. We were talking about uh, like camouflage and uh, expensive camo. Um, you were the guy I reached out to for some of this. I thought Realtree was the real deal, high end stuff. I, I learned the, the brand Sitka. Uh, we had a guy reach out to me from New Jersey that. So I really enjoy learning about all these new products and new things to sell because, I mean, let's face it, New Jersey uh, isn't known, in some parts of New Jersey, I guess there's the kind of like the, the not-city parts uh-huh. that, that they can get, the hunting and all that goes on. Sure. I mean, hunting's big everywhere, yeah, especially right? Especially in the USA. And so, yeah, especially. Uh, I don't know. You go all over the world, though, on shows and selling yep. products and things. So, uh, anyways, people like this new things branch out finding new things, areas to sell new niches. What uh, what can you tell us about, like, the world of camouflage, outdoors, uh, hunting products, or some brands that people might not know about, mm-hmm. uh, some higher-end, middle-end, uh,
2: things to avoid, so on and so yeah. forth? Yeah, so you can say, you know, the the hunting, the outdoor industry has changed a lot since the days of your granddad. You know, the, the days of Fred Bear walking around in your flannel red shirts, and, you know, although that's effective, you know, I mean, I don't know the deer care what you're wearing, um, but nowadays, the you know, it, it has changed a lot. Um, you know, like you mentioned, you had the, the real tree and mossy oak and camouflage patterns like that. Um, you know, at one time they were the, the top of the game, you know, and they still do provide a lot of really amazing products. Um, but for the most part, you know, uh, there's definitely a lot of companies now that are, are focusing more on, they call them a wilderness athlete. Um, you know, that that that's, it's more of a, you know, an athlete that's out there hunting and is going and backpacking and going into these backcountry areas and things like that, and they're they're focusing more on and camouflage um, and apparel made, but you know, by Sitka. Sitka is a very high end company. So if you ever if you're ever out thrifting and you come across, you know, Sitka um, Kuyu, spelled, uh, Kuiu, spelled K U I U, that's another great company. Um, there's other ones like that out there that uh, you know, that, that's things you're going to want to look for. Under is another big one now. Under Armour's got a really big hunting division or outdoor division. Um, they, they the quality of the camouflage, the quality of the, the items, the, the garments are so much better now, too. I mean, um, they, you, you layer a lot, things like that. So, I mean, there's there's coats, there's vests, there's different, you know. What are, what are some price ranges? So I know uh, my boss is a big duck hunter. He, mm-hmm. He's the
1: DU guy, mm-hmm. does all that kind of stuff, and he was talking about the Sitka and stuff. And uh, I was kind of sharing this with him, and he was saying even when you go to uh, like a, I don't know, uh, a cold. I guess it wouldn't be a Kohl's, but like a, a sporting goods store mm-hmm. um, that he sees it on the clearance all the time and, yeah. and that he's thinking about trying to flip it that way even. Uh, what what are some price ranges for, for some of the higher-end camel that might surprise people? I know what surprised me and Adam when yeah. we first heard about it. Yeah, so. I
2: say I know that, uh, so Sitka, I'm giving them a plug, I guess, but, uh, but it's a lot of the camel that I like to wear. I, I've worn quite a bit of their, their uh, apparel. And uh, it was a lot of shell shock for me the first go around too. Uh, you know, I bought a pair of pants, um, high end quality pants. You know, I mean, it's it's a pair that you'll you can wear into the mountains, not plan on getting ripped, and you can stay warm, things like that. And you'll pay for for one of their mid to higher end pairs, you'll be anywhere from 250 to 300 bucks. So
0: do they have a motor in these pants? They should.
2: <laughs> yeah, do they...
0: these make me run faster, jump higher? <laughs>
2: They uh they keep you warm, which allows you to do that. That's for sure. Um, I know that's a
0: lot more than uh you know, Barb and and uh, you know she'd spend in the husky
2: section. Yeah, yeah, I know the husky exactly. Section was yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, growing growing up, you know, things like that. We didn't we didn't have, we never even thought of purchasing camo. I mean, heck, I was lucky if I had a camo backpack from Walmart. You know, I mean, it was, you know, we didn't we didn't Hard spend times. that kind of money. It was blue blue jeans and an orange shirt that was, that's how we went deer hunting, but. Um, you know, things have changed though, and uh, um, guys are taking the uh, the thought process now that I can buy two sets of really yeah, good,
0: several, yeah,
2: you just buy opposed one, good to one and it's forever a crap ton of all this other stuff. So, you know, I mean, you can buy jackets like I, I'll have a jacket that's in that 250 to $300 range. Um, the guys that are hunting ducks though out in the marsh, they're gonna layer a bunch, you know, they have probably got some bibs and they probably got the parkas and things like that. You know, they're probably into their whole setup, you know, they could be into it 500 bucks or more.
0: So if a, if a guy were, let's just say, trying to, um, get into that, maybe that kind of a niche, okay, Mm -hmm. where would you say is the best place for him to kind of look at and then, like, timing, like, what I mean by timing is, like, what time of the year, when are you really looking to get those things and and sell those things?
2: Yeah, so, so your seasons are definitely, um, you know, in the West, you're starting in, in August is when you're going to start hunting deer, you know, that's kind of when your, your archery seasons start, um from august to december is you know the december time frames where the the guys in the south and the and the uh the east they really start hunting a lot of the whitetail and things like that so that's kind of your time frame you're gonna you're gonna looking at, at q3 q4 is when you're gonna want to make sure you got stuff up and up and going as far as actually finding the, the things i mean i think your best case is uh you're looking on uh, on yard sale pages or going to yard sales things like that um guys have gotten fatter they've gotten thinner You know, and they're trying to get rid of their old camel so they can buy more, you know, or their wives are like, hey, we're cleaning this crap out. You know, your closets. So you're you're talking
0: yardies. You're talking things. And I know you kind of gave us those brands, those kind of things to look for. But the same thing, it applies to all your other items. If you go and look at it, you know, you always look for the unusual Mm -hmm. because I've learned this. Like there's so many other things just in camo like they have yeah. the desert camo the arctic camo the digi camel. i mean yeah there's so many different things that it's really become a i mean i, I the amount of money we spend on outdoor recreation oh, yeah. is just insane
2: yeah it is it really is you know i, I mean the, there's niche products out there but i mean more so than anything it's the brand that's going along with it because that's meaning the quality that you're looking at um, if you can pick up some of those higher end you know camouflage brands you know jump on the websites of some of these hunting manufa- or these uh you know these outdoor retailers and, and look and see the different prices on some of their higher end stuff at least it gives you an idea of what to go look for. You know if you can pick them up for a song then it's a it's a great opportunity. You know if you're if you're picking them up for fifty dollars off like, when a guy's spending four hundred dollars he doesn't care if he's getting a fifty dollar discount and he's he'd rather buy it from the manufacturer and know that it's everything's legit and on the up and up. And so you can find that kind of stuff at, like you said, yard sales, mm-hmm. thrift stores, all that kind of thing.
1: Um, stuff like kind of decoys and other things, spying scopes, that kind of stuff. I was shocked when I found out how much people buy uh, duck decoys and that kind yeah. of thing for. That just, that just baffles my mind. I've seen those before at thrift stores and walked by them and I mean, it, it, give them a second, second chance. I can't talk. I not <laughs> too much. Second chance to, uh, I mean, I didn't think about it, and then uh, go on to find out some of those go for, for quite a bit. Um, and also the, those other accessories that you might yeah. see and walk by if you don't know what you're looking for. Uh, what, what are some of those type of items, um, kind of price range? I know it can be depending on quality all over the place. Sure. But, but things that people might walk by at thrift store or yard sale and not
2: even bad an eye at. Something that's really cool when you talk about the decoys. I mean, decoys in general, they're are very expensive. So like, like we talked about in a few episodes ago when you had me on, that uh, you know, I found those uh, goose decoys in a storage unit. That was the whole reason I bought that storage unit is because those goose decoys were in there. They're large and they're expensive, um, but something really cool that you can look for, guys can, folks can look for when they're at the thrift stores or out and about at yard sales. Look for the old wood decoys, um, duck decoys or goose decoys made out of wood. Um, you know, that's from the early days. You know, the '40s, '50s, things like that. Before they used all the plastics and stuff, and some of those, especially if they're in great shape, are worth a lot of money. Um, it just depends on the quality, you know, just like anything else. So definitely look for that. Look for those types of items. Um, as far as the other things, something I think people get, get wrapped around sometimes, I think maybe they're cutting a fat pig and they're really not, is uh, you know they'll, they'll, they'll be out looking at yard sales and they see some optics. They see this giant telescope. It's like, oh, this thing's like the size of the Hubble telescope. Or, you know, I mean, it's, it's like, this has got to be worth some money, you know. And then it ends up uh, being a no-name brand that's made, you know, in, in Asia or, you know, in China that's really worth ten dollars, you know, and they they spend a hundred dollars on it and they think they're gonna flip it for a thousand just because it's big or it's bulkier because of what it is. You know, you really have to know your brands when you're getting into optics. You know, I mean there's a there's a few really high end brands out there. If you ever run into, you know, one that's the probably the most recognizable high end brand out there is Swarovski. Um, you know, if you buy a spot and scope brand new from those guys, it can be anywhere from thirty five hundred bucks you know five thousand dollars so i mean that's there's definitely opportunities and they and they hold their resale value you know pretty well i mean you'll you'll lose some but i mean you probably can still get fifteen hundred dollars for a used scope so um like i said a lot of the european optics are really good so you know swarovski leica zeiss things like that are are definitely things you want to keep your eyes open for for brands so there you go guys it's another opportunity another niche to get into um, the
1: stuff's nationwide, it's not just, you know, in these small hotels that we come from, right? Worldwide. So, uh, growing up, it was, it was a lot more popular, um, in smaller towns, but there's, there's people that, that hunt all over the place. So mm-hmm. you might find it in estate sales The people don't know what dad was into, yeah. what dad had, or you might just find it, you know, in thrift stores. Cause like you say, people are, are moving or cleaning, cleaning up shop or getting new, new things. So, uh, mm-hmm. it's a new niche.
0: Well, Mike, again, thanks for your wealth and your knowledge. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, the outdoor things. We're going to uh, open it up to, you know, our, our listeners. If you have any questions in the <laughs> outdoor market, you know, send us a message on, on Facebook. You hit us up on the, the tweet machine at D. Roy Everett, uh, followed by uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. And they're, they're close personal tweeter friends. There we are. Selling them <laughs> some, uh, you know, cards. You're in that wrestling market. You know, you maybe, maybe you need to send him something too. I mean, maybe send him a picture of your, your Mick Foley. Yeah.
2: Like, or, yeah I did say I've been traveling a little bit with oh, yeah. Mick Foley yeah, throw that hashtag yeah. yeah so you definitely follow me on the Instagram and hopefully it's going to be up and rolling with a lot of pictures and things there but it's a, traveling with Mick and Mick and uh, my name's it. obviously Mick and he's Mick Foley so. there you go Lo- love it
0: love it so you bring a lot of high energy up. that's right